Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football. Hey, we're going to get back to the show in just a second, but a quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help business owners, and they've been uh, they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over a hundred years during pandemic periods and non pandemic periods. It really just helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The Kaprizov fights off the check. Out to the line, Brodine, a drive, got through, save quick. Kaprizov on the wraparound, he scores! Eric Sinek, to Fiala in the corner. He works free for McDermott, centers, Eric Sinek, saved by quick. Eric Sinek again, he scores! And welcome into Mackie and Judd. Happy Monday. Uh, Phil out today doing some things out and about. So uh, it is Mackie and Judd. Today is Zolgad and a producer or executive producer, excuse me. Oh, it's not official yet. Easy. Oh, what the hell? Uh, it's not Just call yourself executive producer. Take the title. There, there's no pen to paper yet. I, got, I, 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 I can no, hold out. You I got a franchise tag. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Pen to paper overrated everything gets reported early now okay so this whole if you wait until you get that official pen to paper i won't be able to say executive producer till like july okay all right so i'm going with it right now declan goff zolgat all right well i mean that's what there might be a signing bonus here. i'm not uh but like just like anthony barr i'm, I'm not, not asking for particulars i'm, I'm just trying an- to give you the title I, i'm not interested in a restructure at this point in my career you know i'm trying to get my first long-term deal and and it looks like that's happening but i still got to get my agent and and you know management to to work that out but we'll, we'll see what happens you are a you are a young guy up and coming the contracts for you are just starting mm-hmm who does that sort of sound like? Let's see, up and coming young player, superstar, yeah. superstar talent, oh, no yeah. question about it. When we're right, talking right. Declan Goff, yeah. no, 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 yeah, superstar talent, talent. Uh, talent, great salad, yeah, great salad, yeah, great hair, good hands. Now, yeah. now, your hands are on the board. Hands are okay. No, but I mean, on the board, you're good, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm good here with with your job. I'm not talking about anything else. Okay, um, this guy's hands are outstanding as well on the ice. Let's just say when Mackey is away, the uh, the hockey boys will play. The hockey boys will. Kaprizov fights off the chest. Play. Out to the line, Brodine, a drive, got through, save quick. Kaprizov on the wraparound, he scores! 
Now, we're going to get to statements on a Monday. Um, lots to talk about. The Gophers oh somehow God. lose to Nebraska after losing to Northwestern, okay? So we got that going. Um, we've got a lot of things in statements. But before we get to statements, I want to reserve some time to lead the show with the hottest team in town, and it's not even close. Right. Okay? So, like, this is fair game now. And and I fully get hockey is – hockey fans are passionate. They are more of a cult, and I'm one of them. I'm yep. in that cult. We're both there. But the one thing that takes any team in this town to another level, uh-huh. right, is success. And when you've won six consecutive games, and dare I say right now without, well, okay, Justin Jefferson might challenge him. <laughs> dare I say right now, I, um, I, have a statement I, be- I believe Kirill Kaprizov is the most exciting athlete in this town. And the Wild just swept not a bad Kings team. No. They're not great, but they're not a train wreck. On Friday and Saturday at the X, they, for a split second, before the Golden Knights got done with their game on Saturday, moved into first place in the West Division. They're second now, but they're going to play um, the Golden Knights uh, tonight on Monday night and then again on Wednesday in Vegas. It's very easy to talk about this team, and I want to start with the guy who is the absolute key, okay? Yep. And I wrote you this note in our prep notes last night, and it's pretty cool. I wrote you, what more can you say about Kirill Kaprizov, which was very quickly followed up with, in my words, the amazing thing is there is more. Yeah. Like, it's Declan, (laughs) and and I do not think that I am a super fan of teams here. People will tell you I am a very negative guy at times, Uh, and I don't think that I am often guilty of hyperbole about players. No, you're not. You don't You don't hand out compliments left and right. But what more can Can't you hurt. say? And then I watch this kid play more. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, And I don't know if it continues. I, I don't know where this goes. I think it probably does because I think he's that good. But all of that being said, it is impossible not to look at what this guy has done in, what, his first 18 games? And then especially since coming back from the team's COVID break, in which he's been paired with Zuccarello and Rask, and not absolutely positively be really impressed by what he brings in every potential facet, I think, of the game. Yeah, he's damn good, dude. I mean, the last five games, he has points in every single one of them, 17 points in 18 games this year. We all kind of figured he was one of the favorites for the Caldeer Trophy. I think everyone, and that wasn't a local angle, that was a national angle. Everyone knew that he'd be one of the favorites to win the Caldeer. Right now, he looks like he's going to probably win it. Um, and that's not to sell short Capo Cochran either, who probably is making a significant case as well, who's playing very well in net. But with Kirill, I mean, my God, I, the guy, the, the cycling, it's one thing watching him cycle around, and it's now getting contagious. When you and I were at the game on Friday, you saw other players starting to cycle around. It, it, it's almost like, wait, I, I want to try and do this. Now, Kirill can only do it or can do it way better than anyone else can. Zach, you're not going to be cycling up around the net and, and going back and forth. We're going high, too. Yeah. But 18 minutes a night. And look, it's okay also to say, Kirill, shoot that puck just a little bit more. It's totally okay to say that. He's got he's got 11 assists. He has six goals. He's cashing in on the goals when he when he puts it on net. That doesn't mean that it, it's a bad thing to ask him. You know what, Kirill? If you shoot it even more, you're not just going to be a point-for-game player. You're going to score 30 or 40 goals. Yeah. 
And he's and 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 I think your comparison of calling him Diet Patty Kane is pretty damn accurate. He he's Diet Patrick Kane. And and if man, if Patrick Kane is the ceiling for him, I mean, my God, this guy's the limit. Yeah. To me, he is all the things his game brings all of the things that Patrick Kane's Kane brings with his game, mm-hmm. uh, including that ability to score goals from high. But, like, he can be near the blue line. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. So there's a combination about this kid that I absolutely love, okay? The combination is this. One, it starts with, yes, he has more God-given talent in his pinky than most players do in their entire body. Totally yes. get that. That That's the starting point. If you don't have that, you can't be him, all right? But the second thing is the diligence and the work. So what he is as well is, and I'm talking about this player in his prime, all right? Not right now. Okay. He is Zach Parisi work ethic-wise in Zach's prime. Like, Zach was never this talented, but he worked his ass off, and he was a really good player. Mm-hmm. But think about what Kaprizov does along the boards, how many pucks he oh, wins. Yeah. He goes in like he I does. He does work that a lot of star guys are like, "Oh no, no, not today, not me." You know, you go get me that puck. Yeah, he goes. He goes and gets the puck. Um, and the combination there that I think confirms his love for the game and his work ethic is is the fact that in pregame warmups, Dex, he is always one of, if not the last guy off the ice yeah, and and in the cool. and in the modern league and this is going to sound like oh boy who cares but it, but I think it's actually an interesting note in the modern league mm-hmm. the majority of guys so as that period where they're out on the ice warming up ends the majority of guys probably leave the ice with like what 50 seconds left sure like very like when that horn sounds there's maybe a half dozen guys exactly right out there still yeah not the, the full 18 I watched it on Friday and Saturday. It was Felino, so the the horn went, staying out there to shoot more and pass the puck back and forth. Kaprizov, Felino, um, might have been one more guy, but the point being is, like, this guy could easily just take off and be like, "I'm done," um, but he doesn't. He clearly embraces elements of the game that probably a lot of of star players don't necessarily embrace. They tolerate, yeah. And when you bring what he does consistently, and there's one goal. So I, I want to talk about the goal that he scored, uh, the wraparound on Friday. Yeah. Because to me, the, <laughs> that combines everything I'm talking about, and it's what's so damn impressive. So he, he gets the puck on in the king zone along the end boards. And first of all, there's two kings along the sideboards, and he, uh, Caprisa makes a pass to Brodeen on the backhand and banks it off the boards and gets the puck to to Brodeen. Just as a starting point, that's an impressive pass. It, it's a really nice play. Yep. Brodeen, to his credit, gets the puck and shoots. Uh, Quick makes the save, and Kaprizov gets the rebound, and I think he tried to shovel it home and just couldn't. So Drew Doughty. One of the best. One of the best. In a long time, and and a guy who clearly has been working his butt off this year because I think a lot of people think that he's declining and he's trying to prove it that he's not. Drew Doughty has been on Kaprizov. He is not only on him on this particular play, but as Kaprizov tries to shovel the puck in, 
he basically rides, he jumps on his back, like he's on his back, like he's trying to do anything he can to stop him. Kaprizov takes the puck, wheels around the net, comes out on the far post, and before Quick can recover and get to that post, he wraps the puck in and scores. Yep. Think about every part of that play. Every part of that play demonstrates not only the talent, but the work. And that to me, and I think it's the work that impresses me because he could probably get by and be a really good player solely on talent. But when you work that hard to score that goal, that's that's a wow. That is a you've got something very special here moment. And when you look at his hockey reference page, and, you, and look, this is probably not accurate, but maybe it is. Five foot nine, 185 pounds. Five foot nine, 185 pounds. Not a big boy there. Or a hockey player. That's not, no. is it standard? Sure. But not a not a big guy. And when we mm-hmm. were talking about him in the preseason, we wanted to know, all right, we know the kid can shoot. Every Russian can shoot. Anyone that comes over from the KHL with his pedigree has a howitzer. Everyone knows that. Can he skate? Yes. He can clearly skate. Can he go in a dirty area and win a puck battle? Yes. Does he have the physical tools to cycle around the net and make everyone look silly from the defenseman to the goaltender? Yes. He... I, in my opinion, and we're going to get into statements later, but I, I really think he's the most impressive rookie the Minnesota sports scene has here, and that's saying something. Yeah, it's that that that, yeah, that, that, that that's, that's saying a, something. That's a bold statement. You got guys like Justin Jefferson and Anthony Edwards who are playing damn well right now, um, and are and are cornerstones for their respective franchise to turn things around. But watching Kirill Kaprizov, it's it's for the first time. Probably, I mean, the excitement when Prezi and Suter signed in 2013 carried over, but there wasn't. It, it it was it was the wild were able to be you were able to watch them again. It was fun to finally watch them again, but they weren't necessarily can't miss hockey. It was just oh thank God the wild are now relevant for the first time in about five six years, and we can actually turn on and enjoy the game. No, he is worth watching alone. And then you have other guys like Kevin Fiala who is having a dynamite season, and you're just you kind of forget about him. He's the he's the I, I think I texted you the other he's the hotter stepchild that no one's talking about. Because he's been putting up big points and, and putting up big moments, and he's putting himself in position to be successful. But you have Kirill the Thrill who's overshadowing him. And that's good. By the way, I like that. Uh, it's, not, it's not a rip on Fiala or Kirill. I think it's great that someone like Kevin Fiala is quietly playing pissed off and is able to still put up big points. Matt Zuccarello now finally benefiting with playing with someone like Kirill Kaprizov. Victor Rask's name I saw the other day, this morning on The Athletic's Top 25 trade candidates. Victor Rask cracks the top 25. That's because you're playing with Kaprizov. Because he's playing with Kirill. And yep. after being basically a Sally Cap casualty and a press box, you know, scratch for the majority of his wild career, yep. all of a sudden Victor Rask has a role on this team. So, and, and that's, by the way, all because of the rookie Kirill Kaprizov. He lifts everybody up. Yeah. On his line especially, but mm-hmm. elsewhere as well. To your point, guys see him. When, when he scored, so it was it was 0-0. Second period on Friday when, when he scored the goal that I talked about, the wraparound goal. And Declan, you could feel, and there's basically, the building is empty, okay? Like, kids mm-hmm. watch 250 people or something like yeah. that. But, I mean, the building, for the most part, empty. And you could feel just the bench itself for the wild change. Mm-hmm. He scored that goal, and the confidence just shot yeah. up. And you could feel it. Like, it was weird. It's palpable. But that's but that's what happens when you and Fiala is a very good player. He is very good, and at his best, he is a star. 
What he is not is he's not a star every time. And, and by star, I mean superstar. Mm-hmm. He is not a superstar every time he steps on the ice. Kaprizov is. Yeah. Like they have, I, I can't articulate enough. Maybe Gabrick, but he was hurt and Jacques demanded that he played a defensive style. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Gabrick. I would say the Wild consistently has, in 20 years, never had this guy. No, he has not Because Gabrick wasn't, if he was, he wasn't allowed to be. No. This guy. No. This guy is a superstar. Even when he's not playing well, he can change things. I told you after the first or second game, when the season started against the Kings, mm-hmm. he dictates pace of play. How he plays dictates what everyone else on the ice does and watches. And he is going to be, he is the my number one thing of of what has the Minnesota sports fan missed by not being able to attend games. My number one thing is him. Isn't that crazy? Jefferson's great to watch. Um, the ballpark is great to be at. Yeah. All of those things. But hockey is the spectator sport where it's just nothing TV can do. Can do it justice? No. Kirill has the ability to, when he is on the ice, if you bought a ticket, I'm not so sure that you're going to watch the puck. That's a really, really, really high compliment. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, look, we're. we're I, I really love to hope that we are treading in the right direction. We're still a long ways out from getting life back to normal in COVID nineteen, but it it is. It's it's really too bad that the Wild finally have a very watchable product and a superstar that they can market, and the league is marketing him. I mean, well, I mean, who, have- the NHL is, has him on look on the, the head of their Twitter. I have one. I ordered one last night. Did you really pay fifty bucks? It was thirty. Oh, that's not bad. Thirty dollars, and I got a hat too. Uh, I got another hat too, and the stuff out of it. But so it's a soda stick, correct? Yeah, soda stick. Did the did the uh, shirts, and it's what Kirill the thrill with his with the with like a silhouette of his face. It's great. Oh yeah, no, it's an I, awesome I saw it, But yeah, um, but but yes, he's he is that guy. He is, and it's it's too bad because I know Minnesota sports fans would love to see this kid, and even if you're not a big hockey fan, I, I mean, my God, you will. Uh, you, you sent the note, the prep note, that hockey is the one sport. It is the best in person of the four. Oh, yeah. It's not close. Like football, it, it's the opposite. Better on I, TV. Football in person, I'm sorry, is awful. I don't enjoy football. In, at least I don't enjoy NFL or be- college. It's just better on TV. I don't enjoy NFL or college football in person. I like yeah. a good high school football game in person. But in general, it is a TV sport. Yes. Hockey in person, and when you see Krill, it is worth the price of admission. And... I'm curious to see where this keeps going, Judd. They've won six in a row. Now they get the meat and potatoes. Their, or they get the big boys in the schedule. They got Vegas here on Monday night. I'm curious to see how they play against the big dogs, but I'm I'm really bullish. I I, I honestly think um, they're going to be a serious contender in the playoffs now. I don't know. You know, I don't know that yet. And I am because it's the wild. I am so cautious. Yes. But what I can do is I can completely separate the one thing, which is the expectations now, and are, are they going, because they're going to go through a bad streak again, too. I, I could separate that, and I could separate the fact that this kid is a superstar. Yes. And that's what I'm in on. That I mean, this has been 20 years. 20 years of, you know, Mike Madonna came up as a North Star, and they left town, and, and he became a superstar in Dallas, okay? But Declan, you don't get those guys. It's not like you always have one. You just don't. And the Wild experienced that for 20 years. 20 years, they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And, and the North Stars had some great players, but I would not say that they always had certainly a superstar like this. Oh, God, no. So, you know what? The Wild, 
If they do well, it's good for us. It's more fun. That's awesome. I don't know what's going to to happen in 2021. That being said, I do know that health provided and this kid can stay on the ice. This kid is a superstar. Yes. And and he is he is can't miss TV. And for those of you right now screaming at our podcast because you don't get uh, Corral or Fox Sports North, I'm sorry about that. Message me on Twitter. I can help you out. And my advice to you is, and I actually tweeted this this weekend, start calling the team. Because yeah. if you have a problem with this, guess who doesn't care? Senator, yeah. Uh, but the team, look. I know what you mean. Yeah, because there's two people that don't care, okay? No matter what Fox Sports North people say, Sinclair doesn't give a damn. Nope. Sinclair is fighting this fight on a national level. All right, let me bring Hulu to TV and YouTube and those streaming services. Guess what they are fighting this fight on? A national level. This is not about Minnesota they sports. They don't care about Kirill Kaprizov. They don't care about Kirill Kaprizov. <laughs> they don't care about the Minnesota Twins, okay? So if you want to apply pressure, I'm sorry. If you call Fox Sports North, they're going to take your complaint down. They're going to tell you, you know, YouTube TV is the devil. Yep. And they're going to have to ignore it because they're going to pass it along to somebody at national headquarters who's going to laugh and throw it in the garbage. The people that care are the teams. Call the teams. Contact the Wild, the Twins, the Wolves, if that's your uh, cup of tea. I don't know why it would be, but if that is. But the point is, the losers here are you, the fan, and the teams, because you can't tell me for one second that the Wild is pleased Saying, you know who can't see Kirill, Dala Dala Bill Kirill, a bunch of twenty-five-year-old kids who we desperately want to see, yes. Dala Dala Bill Kirill, who's twenty-three and you can identify with. All right, correct. Uh, play two from the weekend. I want to bring to your attention, Deklagoff. Okay, overtime, late in overtime, <laughs> Saturday night. The Matt Zuccarello pass to Dumba. Dumba makes a great move on on the goaltender. Scores the goal. I believe there were point two tenths of a second left. Yep. Um, but I want to bring it back to your guy, Zuccarello. Yes. And, and I actually wrote about this. Uh, did a column last night, scorenorth.com. I still don't like the contract. The, oh, yeah, the no-move clause drives me crazy. Yeah. All of that does. That's fine. But this is who we expected now. Yep. And I don't know if it was the broken arm. I don't know if it was him trying to... Uh, adapt after what he was with the Rangers for nine years and then played the rest of the, of the season two years ago in Dallas. I don't know what the reason is, but that pass was a thing of beauty. Yeah. And let me also spin that off by saying this about hockey and the direction it's going and the fact that I think it can be compared to basketball in some ways. Basketball has 100% become, in a lot of ways, a positionless sport, right? Like it just like okay, I'm a I'm a point guard, which used to mean I would pass, but now I can shoot. The centers, the power forwards aren't who they used to be. Exactly. Yep. Zuccarello and Kaprizov make it possible for Rask, if this makes sense, to tag along because they are essentially centers. Yeah. And that pass, the no look pass that I think went through a couple of Kings players to Dumba was an example of just unbelievable center-like playmaking ability from a winger. Yeah, Zuccarello, this is the guy that he was in New York. He was a big-time playmaker. 
He played with guys like Chris Kreider, who elevated him. He was able to to basically lift the players up on on a top in a top six in New York uh, for a very long time. He got here last year, got off to a nice start, um, and then around the New Year's time, he just hit a wall. I don't know what that was. I, I I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if that arm injury started then. I really don't know the timeline of when that arm injury happened for Zuccarello because you have to remember he missed the first dozen games or so of this season uh, as well before he before he got on the ice, and in the last seven games. I mean, he's, he's played in seven games. He already has 11 points, three goals, eight assists. And, I mean, he's still being deployed in the offensive zone. He started in the offensive zone 56% of the time. Last year, it was 54% of the time. He's shooting a little bit more. He's averaging two shots a game, which is more what he was doing in New York, mm-hmm. where last year he wasn't shooting as much. But it, the majority of the reason of his uptake is he has someone like Kirill Kaprizov he's playing next to right now. Um, I don't have his line mates in front of me from last year, who he spent most of his time with. But it, it, I can just say confidently that there, none of them who he spent the majority of his time with in 2019-20 were even close to the player that Kirill Kaprizov is. And same thing. Him and Kaprizov, although they're wings, are acting almost as if like centers. So when you have big yes. lug like Victor Rask there, who can't I mean, God bless him, he tries. But Victor Rask, I mean, for God's sakes, it, 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 it's cinder blocks in, his, in the back of his skates watching him try to go up and down the ice and even that what the first goal on Saturday or the second goal where he fans on the shot it ends up on Kaprizov stick and he scores you know like that that is that that was Victor Rask in a nutshell like he's all alone on the high slot he fans on the shot I think he broke his stick on the play and then it somehow winds up right back on Kaprizov his stick stick shattered and the puck just went to Kaprizov who who again aware you know he was aware of the play blasted the puck home it was a great goal by Kaprizov but yeah but Victor Rask can do that yeah and I don't know how long he stays on that line like I think for the time being he does for sure but it's a time bomb yeah but it's not an ideal <laughs> situation uh but between those two between Kaprizov Zuccarello it is so much fun to watch oh yeah and this is who we thought Matt's was and you know what heck who knows that the arm that he broke in his first. So the first game he got traded at the deadline a couple of years ago from the Rangers to Dallas and was playing against the Blackhawks and blocked a shot, broke his arm. Perhaps it didn't recover correctly. Mm-hmm. They did. I believe they did surgery at that time too. But anyway, the point being when I saw the note from the wild Declan in December that he was going to, or that he had had surgery on that arm again, which I believe was his right arm. Um, I thought to myself, here we go again. Yeah. Like, this is going to be another. And he has been, since the return from the COVID break, because he, he didn't play before that, I would say that he has been the piece of the puzzle, and I can't believe I'm saying this. He's been the piece of the puzzle that was missing. Mm-hmm. Because think about how the lines came together after that. Before that, how much time on Judd's Hockey Show did we spend bemoaning the lines <laughs> And, you know, and I said, try Johansson at center. And you're like, I don't think so. And I said, but you got to do something like because you, you basically had Greenway, Erickson, Felino. All right. Last thing I want to give you. And it, this is a celebration of hockey right now. OK, I'm going to run through for you because I tracked him. The overtime combinations used by the wild on Saturday. You're a madman. But yes, go ahead. 
But I mean, this is a celebration. It is. It is a celebration. Like this is this. This is what we wanted. This is why I wanted all you people who had Nino jerseys to have to change them, and Coil jerseys to have to change them, and Zucker jerseys to have to change them, and I wanted your number nine jerseys to be mothballed. And you said, "Why, Judd? Why would you want that? They're such nice guys, and it's a nice team." And I said, "No." This is why. Okay. Overtime combination Saturday yep. night. Yep. Started off. Not Kaprizov. This was sort of an intriguing thing. Three on three, Fiala, Eriksenek, Brodin. Interesting. Yeah, interesting one. But Fiala, I, I Fiala don't have like, a. I don't. No it's not like there. it's. Oh boy, that's terrible. No grape there. Second group that came on: Kaprizov, Greenway, Spurgeon. Now Greenway, I don't know that Greenway and Kaprizov fit great, but you know what? I'm not going to complain. Don't care. That group stays out for a while, and Kaprizov gets the breakaway in which he draws. The penalty that made it four on three because they shift then to uh, four skaters for the wild. Eriksson Ek, Fiala, Kaprizov, Spurgeon. And then the crew that scored, just as the power play probably came to an end or thereabouts, that scored the goal that gave the uh, wild a 4-3 victory, Greenway, Zuccarello, Dumba, Suter. Okay, now Ryan, I know, is yeah, yeah, yeah. the old standby, all right? <laughs> But no Parisi, and nobody, and no one in that group I gave you was the old, I can't believe this guy's playing. Right. Like you might say, well, I'm not sure that's a perfect fit, or why wouldn't Kaprizov start? That's fine. But I don't think I gave you a name of a guy where you said, what? You know, and think about Declan, think about how long this team needlessly spun its wheels in OT. Who's starting? Stahl, Suter, Granlin. Not even. It's a celebration of Coil. hockey. This yeah. is why those guys had to go. I still get that question. It was but not. But what about Nino? It was no, not a coincidence. No, they all had to go. It was not a coincidence that the Wild were the worst team in overtime in three on three up until this year. It's not a coincidence, guys. You like? I mean, it was. It was. You didn't want them to go to overtime. You knew they were going to lose if they went into overtime because you have guys like Stahl and Koibu out there. The, the, they, those guys can't skate. But how long did we say that for? And yes. how long did we see that for? And how long did did we? That, that's the thing. If we had all, if we had all come to the conclusion that that was a mistake, now yep. I'd be like, well, I really didn't see it. <laughs> we, how long did we spend pounding the table on what are you doing? Why is Koivu playing? I know. Why is Zach playing? Yeah, no, the, the, they because they want to. I don't. I mean, yeah, we all want to do things. They have the blueprint now for overtime success, and it's guys like Kaprizov and Fiala, and if Zuccarello's even out there, and Dumba's out there. I mean, I mean, but how, Zuccarello, Zuccarello can skate. Like I'm talking yep. about guys that we said you they really can't skate that well. Yep. Like this would be the old wild theory would be let's start ask. Yeah. And also you have guys like you have defensemen who can jump up in the play. And I know Dumba has the hands there at the end of the overtime goal. I mean, that most defensemen, you know, there's only probably a few that have moves like that in front of their own net. But even throughout the course of that game, Judd, you saw numerous times guys like Brodeen and Dumba jumping into the play, which is a dangerous situation when you have a defenseman who's going to say, I'm going to pinch and I'm going to go down low. That means the Ford has to now cover my ass because he, if, if, if we, we can create an odd man rush the other way and it's going to be bad bad news bears. Yes, sir. But you saw that throughout the course of the game. So when Dumba's all alone and he get, and, and by the way, Captain Clutch, Matt, that's his sixth overtime goal. That's the franchise. I mean, he has scored six goals in overtime. It's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable when you think about it, mm-hmm. especially when he's a, a defenseman. Uh, so the fact you have defense who can jump up into play like that 
it makes things even that much easier. And yeah, the no look pass from Zuccarello can't be outlooked either. I mean, that that was a phenomenal play by him to set up Dumba. I didn't think there was any time left on the clock. Um, I was a couple seltzers in at that point on Saturday night. I thought, I thought a couple buzzer. seltzers in. You say, huh? Yeah, I was. I, I, I thought, uh, I, I thought that was um, actually. Come you know back. what's funny? Old school thing here. So it, and this stopped being important fifteen years ago. I don't know, twenty years. Ago, I I can't tell you. Probably fewer years than that. Um, the red light used to be very important. Mm-hmm. So so not now. It's uh it's just a ceremonial thing, right? Goal is scored. It's confirmed, obviously, by replay. Uh, but it used to be that the goal judge would sit behind the goal and turn on the light if the puck entirely crossed the goal line. And the referee would actually, like, talk to the goal judge. So, like, this used to be this used to be actually a key part of the game. Now, there is a, there is a, a situation where if a goal is scored, if a goal was scored with no time left, Mm-hmm. So just like this goal, the goal judge would hit the goal light to to have the red light turn on to indicate goal, but it would know that the clock had run out of time, and a green light would lock it out, meaning no goal. When Dumba scored, and they did the and they tried to trigger the now ceremonial red light, the green light came on. Now because they they can actually go back and they've got the replay synced up to the clock. It doesn't matter. Sure. But that was old school. That goal does not count. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, even a few seltzers in, that goal would have hit had the green light because it couldn't read two tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. No goal. Yeah. So that I, old I, school, no goal. I really thought it was gonna come back. Um and then by the way, the, the goal that came back against the wild was the right call, the power play goal. That you know that the Eck goal, I think the second oh, one. Yeah. Because Jordan pushed the goaltender. Yeah, that, that's well, and, the, and the referee well, lost sight of the puck. He just didn't blow his whistle. Yeah, there's well, no way he. There's no way a guy behind the net could see that puck. Wild fans, seriously, like, look, I, I, did they complain? Oh God, yes. Oh, there was there was fans complaining. Jordan Greenway moved that, that, the goaltender. That, is, that was textbook interference. Calvin Peterson, right? He moved yeah, him. He literally that. that, but, that, that can't but the be goalie a goal, had. But the goalie had the puck for a second. Yeah. The referee couldn't see it. Yes. You, you've got to blow your whistle. Correct. Did they really complain about oh, that? Oh, there's people that complain about Oh, folks, get yeah, over c- it. Come on. All right, hold on. Erickson Eck to Fiala in the corner. He works free for McDermott. Centers. Erickson Eck. Saved by Quick. Erickson Eck again. He scores! He's still. Statement time, but before oh, that, okay. but before yep. that, Declan Goff, you have an exciting new yes. opportunity for our listeners to jump on board. All right, March. It's now March 1st, my friends. Thank God. Can you believe it? February is my least favorite month of the year. I know it's the shortest month of the year, but it's 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 right up there. We did well, just because you're sort of scuffling. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I know, can see that. It, it's just, eh, you know. I can't you, argue you with you. You still have a little bit of a high of the new year. It gets really know? cold still. And it's just, it's an awkward month. Like, sometimes there's a 29th day. Like, what the hell? Like, like what do you mean? 13. What, why, why, it's why an is, awkward. Why is your there, voice changes? Hey, it's February. There's one month out of the year where every four years we have to have an extra day with it. Why? Why is that a thing? But now it's March, and March means spring's around the corner, and there's good things happening. And here at Score North, March is pick your prize month. Every day between March 8th, so that's next Monday, every day between March 8th and March 26th, one person will win $100. Pretty awesome, right? 100 bucks. 100 bucks is not bad. That's a lot of seltzers. So every day between March 8th and March 26th? Yep. And then that person Mm -hmm. will also be entered 
to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners here at Score North. Open the Score North app. This is how you do this, folks. Very easy. Very, very easy. Can I do it? Yep, you can. Well, you can't win. I you can't can, win, but could I do it? You can register. But I'm saying, could I? Yeah. Is it so simple that even Judd even or like Judd Royce could do it? can pull out his phone, and okay. let me tell you, I have to. there's a lot of videos and things that I have to. Judd will call me. Declan, I need this on my phone. I don't know how the hell it works. That's true. And, that's absolutely and, and, true, and, folks. And, and this is something that you can do. I know you can. So download the Score North app. Okay. Okay. Register. There's a little, those little tab that says register. Mm-hmm. And then enter the pick your prize contest through the listener rewards link. In the app. You can register daily, folks. You can register daily for this $100. So all I want. Yeah. All you want. Nice. And then, it, and then it, obviously, that person will also be entered to a $10,000. Can you imagine how many seltzers I can drink on $10,000? $10,000? Actually, my buy you, you know, I, Lots I, of seltzers? I or, have... Um, or... Lots of Kaprizov 97 jerseys. That's true. I uh, By the throwback. I have a meeting with retro. my accountant in a couple weeks, and I'm sure she's going to be seeing a lot of expenses to us. Uh, like, Declan, my God, can you slow down the seltzer intake? Not just for your liver and you know your general health of living long, which yeah, is worried. not on my side. Yeah, I'm worried about um, you. But also for your bank account. At the same time, You're young. You, there's a lot of great prizes. St. Croix Casino is on board. Corona Hard Seltzers, Wham Attack, Park Dental. Uh, Rosedale Center, there, there's plenty of great sponsors. Whamatech, you said. Whamatech. So if my phone's busted and, mm-hmm. and I'm having problems trying to sign up to win this, I go to Whamatech. Yes. I can get a new phone yeah. and I can sign up. Yeah. See how that works? It's so easy. Uh, also, Judd, the, we the, love our sponsors. The Corona Hard Seltzer, they are sponsoring the 2021 Sea-Doo Sparks Trick 3 Up Jet Ski. Let me, let me say that again. Yeah, say the again. 2021 Sea-Doo Spark Tricks 3 Up Jet Ski. Jet ski. This thing looks badass. You got to get it. But don't drink and drive. Yeah, no, cr- no, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't mix. do that. No, the people at Corona Heart Seltzer don't want no, you to do that. But at the same time, there's a lot of great stuff on here. Check it out. Scorenorth.com. Enter through listening rewards and uh, hit the pick your prize contest in the app. And it's very exciting stuff, Declan Goff. I Thank appreciate you. it. That made my Monday much better. It's statement time. Statements. Should we do it? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Are we starting off? Who's starting off here? You started. I'm start. Okay, I couldn't tell. I'm going to have I, you. I, you, know the jo- you had the Judd Zolgad dramatic pause. I was like trying you to decide. Do. I was trying to decide who should start off. As I was my- trying to decide who should start off. I wanted to create some drama. Ordinarily, I start, and then Phil goes, and then you go. But Phil not being here today caused me to rethink ball distribution, Rubio like. And I thought I could either put up a flat statement, a flat mm-hmm. shot, and it could clang, or I could allow. The Kirill Kaprizov of this show with a great salad oh, to start wow, off. Wow, the Kirill Kaprizov. I kind of like the Kevin Fialik. I like playing pissed off behind the scenes. I feel like you've got Kaprizov's hair. Well, yeah, I have the great hair. I do have to get it cut. I'm getting. A, I have an appointment next Saturday. I got to mine get, cut. Get it trimmed up a little bit. My beard bit. Yeah, trimmed a couple Good days. Job. I actually don't look great. All right, statements. I, I won't. It's not a haircut one. All right. So this statement is: You don't have to mortgage the farm, but you need to upgrade the furnace. What I mean by that, Mister Judd Zolgad, as not the homeowner of the group here is I'm talking to the Minnesota Wild. And although your team is playing very well right now, if I'm Bill Guerin, I, why would I add to this team? Team's fired on all cylinders, got four lines clicking, and got three defensive pairs who have great, arguably the best goaltending tandem in the league right now. Why would I, what would I buy? Why I didn't go to the home improvement store? No, no, no. Billy, trust me here, buddy. The furnace keeps you warm at night, right? The furnace keeps you very warm. As I learned very when mine important. was broken Judd, about Judd a month and a half ago. Judd can speak on this a lot better than what I happened to him last month. Yeah, thank um, God it wasn't during the coldest part of the at year. At the same time, Judd had to fix that furnace because oh, he... I brought in some experts to do because, it. Because he needed 
He needed a better surrounding household. And that's just like the Minnesota Wild. They need a they need to upgrade the furnace. You need to go get one more center. I'm not asking you to go get Jack Eichel. I would like to see it, but I'm not going to plead for you to do that. I'm not asking you to be in the Patrick Lyon and that and the Pierre Luc Dubois sweepstakes like at the beginning of the season where there was a bunch of stuff going on. I will have to have you pick up the phone and check that furnace to make sure that we are in the right position for the stretch run. So, Bill Guerin, you don't need to mortgage the farm. That's fine, but you need to upgrade your furnace. That is my first statement. I wonder who they're going to get if they get a guy because it isn't. I don't think they're going to get. I, don't, I think you're right. I think they're not going to give up a ton right now. No, to make a trade for a center. But if they want to make a run in the playoffs, they need one again. Mm-hmm. You know what this comes back to? What's that? This comes back to. And I think we talked about this on Judd's Hockey Show a few weeks ago. This comes back to the one great unknown about them, which is where does Bill Guerin see this team right now? Yeah. Like, does he look at it and say, oh, my God, this is, you know, this team, Kaprizov, or does he say, yeah, you know, we're close, but but there's still work to, to be done, and I can actually orchestrate a better trade after the season is done. And it also comes back to, to this, Dex, Dumba. Because, I mean, he is going to have to be a chip in that trade. I think he has to be. Unless it's a small yeah. trip. Un, unless it's a guy who you would consider a three or four, which they've got. But if you're going to get a top two or a top line, if you're going to get Victor Rask's replacement, who's going to be good, mm-hmm. I think it's going to cost you Dumbo. It's going to cost you Dumbo, or do you want to part back with Kaelin Addison, who, by the way, is and by playing the, well in Iowa. And, and by the way, I don't. Looks damn good. And by the way, I don't want to do that. Okay. All you're right. Up, you're up, man. Statement one. What do you got for me? Hit Statement me. one. Hit me, hit me, hit me. In fact, there was a report uh, from our guy H. Lake of CCO friend yesterday of on Twitter about this. Real good guy. Yep, very, show. very plugged in with local basketball yeah. officials and people. So let me some Lake. He's. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's right. But my statement is, if you can't beat Northwestern and Nebraska, Richard Patino, you're going to have to pack your bags and go. Um, this has become. Nebraska's bad, right? Like I don't follow Gopher. Northwestern hoops, and Nebraska are are awful. They didn't win a game since Christmas, right? They Northwestern are, are awful. Oh my god! In fact, I've got it right here for you, Declan. All right. Since since you asked the question, Northwestern had lost thirteen consecutive games before they came into the barn and won. Okay. Okay. The Cornhuskers had lost five in a row and nine of ten before they took a very big lead. Uh. The Gophers with Marcus Carr rallied, and I believe he scored 40. And yes, Gabe Kalsher, and yes, Liam Robbins are out. I don't care. You, you're talking. Look at our show. We're still functioning. Yeah, and you beat, and you beat, or you got beat by two absolutely awful basketball teams. Richard Patino, it's just done. It, it has to be done. And here's why. Yes, it's going to cost, and it's going to look bad when you're in the process of dropping three minor men's sports. It's going to look bad to pay a buyout, which I believe is $1.7 million when Patino gets fired, that he's going to have to be given a check to go away. But one, as our friend Doogie has said, that check is going to probably be written by a couple of boosters. So it's it's not going to come from your fund, your slush fund. And two... If you come back with Patino as your coach in 2021-22, good luck in what's going to be an extremely competitive sports environment, selling tickets. It's absolutely done. The other thing that's really damning, like there's lots of things here. And 
Quit telling me Robbins and Kalsher are out. You lost it to horse bleep teams, okay? Yeah. Like, you can give me, if you had lost back to back games to the Hawkeyes and Michigan, then I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. it does, right? Yep. It does hurt. But you are losing to teams that you should beat with your bench. This season, the Gophers were 11 and 4 and 4 and 4 in the Big Ten, and since then have gone 2 and 8, including five consecutive losses. And they are now 13 and 12, and more importantly, with games against Penn State and Rutgers and the Big Ten tournament left, they are 6 and 12 in the conference. All right? Last season, the Gophers, if, if that sounds familiar, it should. Last season, the Gophers were 11 and 8 and 5 and 4 in the conference before going 3 and 8. So they only won three of their last 11 regular season Big Ten games. To fall to fourteen and sixteen and eight and twelve in the Big Ten, they beat Northwestern in Game One of the Big Ten tourney, and then because of COVID, the season was canceled. But the point being is, you have back to back just epic collapses. Let me let me ask you this because I think at the I think their peak ranking around mid season, especially after the Michigan loss, I think the Gophers were about fifteenth, sixteenth in the country. Yeah. I, I don't know if they got. I think any you posted that, that. scorenorth.com yeah, graphic. Thank you. Um, or score North Twitter graphic. Executive producer. Um, that's what that's what an executive producer does. Uh, what's more disappointing to you, Judd? This collapse, this this second half collapse by the Gopher basketball team or the Gopher football team completely falling on its face this last season. What's more disappointing to you? Um, oh, that's uh, that's an excellent question, Declan Goff. Excellent question. I, you, I can't give you I that, know, but it is a good question. Um, you know what? I think it might be basketball. What's maybe be- maybe because be- I yeah. because I give them because I because they were playing well. Look, they can't win road games, right? They're, they're the only Big Ten team that has not won a road game. Oh, and nine. But they beat Iowa at home, good team. Michigan, really good team. Uh, Purdue, Michigan State. So they had proven themselves to, to be good. The The Big Ten football season to me was because of COVID so screwed up yeah. that I almost didn't, like, I, I paid attention, but I was like, well, guys aren't playing and this and that. I hear you on that. But, that makes sense. But... The Gophers were playing well, and I get it the two guys are out, but when you lose to these two teams, mm-hmm. and for the second consecutive year, Dex, you just collapse, and Marcus Carr is playing, so it's not like your best player's out. I think I'm actually more disappointed in the fall, in-season fall, of the Gopher basketball team because the football season to me was just so weird. Okay. So, you, what, what's your one? You know, what's your disappointment? Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm obviously a St. Cloud State grad. Go Huskies. And uh, I don't follow Gopher athletics you have a lot of, you have as a lot much of people in this town. as I uh, as 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 other Minnesotans do. At the same time, I mean, the Gopher football team was supposed was supposed to be damn good, dude. Last year was the best Gopher football season of my lifetime by far. Oh yeah, that's not even close. I mean, for, for, we were the perennial Sun Bowls in 2003 was the other highlight of yeah, Gopher football. It was disappointing. Okay? You're not wrong about that. So I, I actually think it's more because I wasn't. Ex- I don't think anyone was expecting Gopher basketball team midway through the season to be 15th in the country. Everyone kind of thought maybe a fringe top 25 team, maybe they sneak in. You would have pulled at anyone on January 1st, like, oh yeah, the, the Gophers might be a five seed. There was talk when Lombardi was start putting out the first bracketology, the Gophers could be a four or five seed. Yeah, and now. 
They might not even get an at-large bid. And they're so. going to fire their coach. Yep, so sorry. Statement two from Declan Goff. All right. Statement number two. It's baseball is back. You have fresh-cut grass, Judd. Crack of the bat. And you also have Byron Buxton crashing into walls. Baseball is back. Now, somebody said that. I tweeted that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because uh, on the radio broadcast early in that game uh, yesterday, they said he crashed into the wall. I then got a note from a person saying, I saw the replay and he didn't. So so I'm not quite sure. There, There's a uh, AP Images has a photo of him making a very nice catch right up against. I don't know if he crashed. He probably hit it. Okay. That's but probably at the it, same yeah. time. I'm look, spring training is back. There's fans in Florida, which is people are flying to you know, people are flying to Florida. Uh, Florida's open, open for business. Yes, Ron it DeSantis. Is, it is open. For I digress. My I'm God. Sorry. But at the same that. time, baseball's back. Spring training is underway. Don't go there. That's phenomenal. Um, it looks like we're going to get a, a baseball a, season that probably in my notes too. By the way, starts on time and yeah. And I know that Target Field's pushing for. Fans, 10,000 fans on opening day. We'll see if they were able to get to that mark. I, w- I want nothing more. There's no other sporting event I want to enjoy more than a $15 beverage, adult beverage in my hand. I know you do. Sitting in the stands. I know, because that's what executive producers do. If, they buy expensive beers. If I'm freezing my arse off at Target Field and it's still 45 degrees on you know April 10th when the Twins, whenever the hell it is, they play their first home game. Yes, sir. I want that to happen. So, yes, baseball's back. I want to hear all those smells. I want to see Byron Buxton hopefully stay healthy for God's sakes. But I'm glad baseball's back. I am glad that you uh, transitioned to the Twins and baseball because I have a statement as well. And it's purely selfish. It's okay. a purely, it has nothing to do with the, with the product on the field on Sunday. It has to do with how Judd Zolgad was Im- impacted by that, okay? Classic, yep. And it's this. The Twins' first spring training game should always... Always be televised. Yeah. It's 2021. Announcers can work. I don't care if they're at the ballpark. I don't care if it's a simulcast off of uh, what CCO is doing. I don't care if Bramer and Morneau are back here in a studio. But Fox Sports North, give me the damn video feed from spring training one. I pay game one. I pay far too much for cable for you not to televise that game, okay? Yeah. You said it yourself, Dex. Green grass, the ball field. Buxton it, crashing. Everything into the is I bet I mean spring training game one yeah. basically is like uh is like pumping sports hope into your veins, right? Yeah. Like yep. you need it's oxygen. Mm-hmm. It's oxygen. And you might not watch the whole thing and I don't care. You know who writes the checkout to to Xfinity? I do. Mr. Zolgad. Dawn does, okay? Do you know what I want? I want all my sports. And especially because I am not dropping cable, Fox Sports North. Here, Here's my thing. You're compromised now. I don't care, Sinclair. Carry everything. Like, I'm paying you huge money. Carry everything. That That's why I get cable, okay? Spring training game one is the oxygen of baseball. And I wanted to, you know what I want to do? I wanted to duck in yesterday and watch at least the first three innings of that game and see the Red Sox and the Twins. Yeah, man. And it was on radio, and they're not televising a game till Wednesday. And by the way, I saw a note. The Angels are televising, and it's a Fox Sports affiliate, too. I'm sure soon to be a Bally Sports West. They are televising every spring training game. All right? I want you to basically damn near do the same, and I don't care about your production costs. Yeah. 
I don't care about your production costs because I'm paying you a lot to do this. I want the Wolves. I want the Wild. I want the Twins. And I want that first spring trading game. That was one of the things. That drove me crazy. Yeah. Because it's like, well, we can't, you know, we can't reach agreements with this and that and with blah, blah. Well, well then, well, then show the damn game. Yeah. I hear you, man. It stinks. I mean, I have my own resources now to watch games. And, hey, I'm excited uh, to watch Wild play Vegas tonight because I'm a, I haven't heard the Vegas announcers before. So I hear what the uh, Vegas announcers sound like. You know, I, I have this great option because with Sinclair screwing me, I now get to watch all the opposing You know what they broadcasts. don't sound like? They don't sound like this. Kaprizov fights off the check. Ficarello. Up to the line, Brodeen, a drive. Rask. Got through, save quick. Kaprizov on the right road. He scores! Oh, by the way. Yes, sir. Statement three. This is, that These calls are, are why I think... Did we talk about this on... Uh, I may have talked about it on, on the one-timer on Friday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Those... The Dumba goal, which I didn't play... The Dumba goal is why I request that LaPanta tone down some, not all, some calls. Because the problem is he goes so over the top on almost every wild goal. Yeah. How do you how do you then take the Dumba goal, which, by the way, deserves a special treatment? Yes, like, that deserves the special sauce, right? Yes, it does. Like, the uh, unbelievable, you know. How do you do that when every goal call is over the top? Mm-hmm. That's why I requested Bring down some of the goal calls sure. so that when we get the big one, yep. it can hit the right seismic level Ooh, of seismic. goal call. Good word there. All right. Statement three from you. Statement three for me. It's not really a sports one. It's just more of I am ready for spring. So it's it's March 1st. I am born and bred in this state. I have spent my entire 28 years of existence in this state here in the Twin Cities or in St. Cloud during a period of my life. But at the same time, I know, I know. We are not close to being done with winter. I know that we are going to get a snow in March. Yeah, but it's going to warm up. We're going to get a snow in April, and we're going to get a snow between March or between May first and May fifth. It happens every year of my damn life. I'm well aware. We are not through winter. I'm well aware of it. But this weekend, I was able to get outside. Was able to walk around. Forty-five degrees, minimal coat, no gloves, no hat. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed just being able to walk around. You tweeted at me and said, you know what's even warmer? What, you were watching the Devils and Cats? Is that what you were watching? On my couch, yeah. Yeah, you were Saturday. And and meanwhile, me and Stella were outside causing hell. No, Stella was with me. Oh, Stella was with you. Oh, she had, she, she had had the Caps. She had the Caps. No, she, she had the Caps and a substantial bet. Oh, wow. She's a better, huh? Oh, she bets on sports. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I I avoid betting. My dog. That's um, a lot. But I, I am ready for spring, man. And I know we are we are still not through this. Today it's a little colder. We got some snow on Saturday night and lingered into Sunday. It yeah, gets back to the forties and fifties. I can't tell you how good forty five and fifty degrees you feels like when I'm able to walk outside. Yes, seriously. I mean we, we we suffer we suffer through this frozen hell for eight weeks of the year because our summers are great. So I am ready for summer. I'm ready for spring. We don't really have a spring in Minnesota. I like to call it muck. It's muck season. It's just it's gross and it's wet and there's puddles everywhere and there's the melted snow and then all of a sudden bam. Yeah, but a summer. nice spring day is great. It is. It's it's elite. So I am I am ready for spring. That is my my third and final statement in the edition of weekend. Oh, spring. I've got a couple more for oh, you. Oh my god. Well, I've got me, a couple more means, for you. Your your half a show. Your show. You're the executive producer. Yeah, I mean, I'm just you're half. What am show. I? Just all. Yeah, you're all good. I, I, as I, I told the boys on Vetline yesterday, we had a Vetline episode. Oh yeah, on that, Purple that, Daily that sounded like it was real good. Yeah. 
And I told them, I said, look, Mackie and Judd are so, you know, they're, they're so far up there. You know what? They have their own show with their own name on it. You know, I'm not going to call Declan's Ventland. I'm we not going to put billboards. my name on it. We, we once had billboards. Not homers. Hometown guys, right? And ballsy, too. Uh, I love the ballsy. That campaign. got taken down. Yeah, that got one. That didn't go far. But anyway, yes, that's my, those are my, those are my statements. Wolves statements for me. Oh, I think I know you're going. Well, I've got two of them, but I'm going to start off with well, one that you, better, you are, you better that you're going to like. You better go with my guy. But you're not going to like, but I think you might rant. So, you better. okay. My statements to the Wolves are actually two people, or they're four people. So I'm going to give this, and statement one is for Chris Finch, okay? okay. New Wolves coach. Chris, I'm sure you tuned into the podcast now. You're, you're told it's very popular. Yeah. Chris, Jaden McDaniels has to play more than eight minutes and 45 seconds in a game. And I understand that you said that you're trying different things and you're new, and I totally get that, okay? But you got blown out after being essentially blown out in the second half by at Washington on Saturday. You got blown out by Phoenix at Target Center last night. Um, and I understand that you're trying to look at players. Completely get it. Jaden McDaniels, though, doesn't deserve to pay the minutes price for that. Declan's guy. and My guy. You were on Jaden McDaniels like when the Early. season started. Early. So this is on this is not play. a this is not a a you saw him play a lot and thought he should play. You were telling me on a Mackey and Jed, I think that we did without Phil, Jaden McDaniels has to play more. Anyway, statement. You're right. 845 in a blowout loss to the Suns is ridiculous. Here's the uh, genius Chris Finch and why Jaden McDaniels didn't play much last night. Losing Cat. <laughs> and then just, you know, a little bit of kind of misfortune here, whether it be ours turnovers or just Actually, needed to make- wrong clip that was Mike Beasley from the other weekend anyway I'll, I'll, I'll find the clip but yes Jaden McDaniels for God's sakes 28th overall pick he was a steal he was supposed to be a lottery pick Judd he was supposed to be a lottery pick yeah going into the college basketball season and now all of a sudden Chris Finch comes in here and my god I, I bet he is wishing he probably didn't take this job I don't blame him either um, that you you bury Jaden McDaniels. Malik Beasley's out too, by the way. I mean, yeah. you're not going to see him for a couple Found of weeks. Found that out on Friday. So at the same time, More get these, like the, the Wolves are the worst team in the NBA right now. There's zero reason why Jaden McDaniels should not be paying 20 minutes a night. Jared Culver like, played 906. Right. Jared Culver played more than McDaniels. That's absurd. That's unacceptable. That's the, completely unacceptable. The only guy that played, um, who got in the game last night, that played less than Jaden was... Was Hernan Gomez played seven oh six? Okay, so that's statement one. Statement two goes to the old savvy veteran point guard Ricky Rubio. Okay, oh and it's a very simple statement, Ricky. I know you listen. You can't lead if you're not good. All right. So they put Ricky, and God bless him. He does these post game zooms. All the, the time, because yeah, I, I think he feels responsible for, like, I, I'm the guy, and I should, now it should be Cat. And when Cat talks, he's fantastic. So no slam against Cat. But Ricky does the postgame Zooms a lot. And I'm going to read you a quote. And I want your reaction to how, how it feels sincere, but how much weight this carries okay. based off who he is now. Okay? Yeah, all right, I'm ready. It's a quote from uh, 
from the piece that Chris Hine did in today's Star Tribune, or at least on StarTribune.com. Ricky said, there's a lot of things we have to figure out and correct and get better. Okay, he's right so far. Quote, we got to start somewhere, and hopefully the next few days we fix that. It's more on us to compete in every game. Start with everybody. Cat, Ant, me, got to lead out there. Everybody's got to do a better job. Okay? None of that's wrong. That he's, sounds... He's 100% correct. Correct. But he's not good. So it carries no weight. Like, you can't be... I know what he's trying to do, and if he was a good player still, it would be perfect. But he's basically trying to lead without being good enough to lead. Unless that statement comes from Cat, basically, I don't care. Okay. So, like, he can, Ricky can say all he wants about we need, because my comeback is Ricky, 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 Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. You got to figure out Mitchie. your own game. Um, personally, I just think it didn't work and I would try and I know that um, Russell's not playing but I think at some point in time you probably have to try and move on as quickly as possible yeah because Ricky the whole thing is it doesn't work and I don't know on this team with as bad as this team is and where the future should be going Declan yeah I don't know what his role is like I and I watch him play, and yes, he'll knock down some shots, but then he gets like emboldened to take more shots, and mm-hmm. he's got that flat, terrible shot. And I know my shot is worse. Um, that's not the point. The point is he's paid to play, and I'm not. So I just don't know where this is going. But I do know this: the whole idea of Ryan's the coach. He's close with Ricky. Ricky's going to come in and sort of like lead and help out has fallen completely flat. Yeah, uh, look, March 25th is the NBA trade deadline. Ricky Rubio was brought in here to be a nice veteran voice, and you know what? And I, and I know you're critical of him not being a good player. I hear you. I get that. But he, what he's been able to bring off the court is, is he's he's hitting those needs. He's, sus- he's satisfying those needs. I know there might be some fraudulent to the comments because he's no longer— Well, and it's not his fault. He's just not good. He's just not—well— and I don't know what it is. I don't know if, you know, because ever old. since. He looks cooked. But when he was in Phoenix in Utah, he finally blossomed into the player everyone thought he would be. I know. But there's no way that his style, there's no way that the game he plays is going in the direction that Chris Finch will. Sure. And D'Lo I, is, go- is going to come back eventually. Yeah. McLaughlin can play a backup. I'm just, I'm just saying the whole goal, I think, was to bring Ricky in and have him sort of team with Ryan and, and, give you this veteran guy who obviously was very close with the coach and gelled and it's just sort of blown up. Yeah, I think on the March 25th deadline he probably goes. He still has one more year left to on his contract. And he could probably help a team off the bench. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the problem is. I just know this doesn't work. Go to the Clippers. Clippers need a point guard. And I admire the fact that he jumps on these post-game zooms, which he does not have to do, and takes accountability yeah there's just i've just never you can't play like he's playing and be the voice no you just can't it's it's not i'm not ripping him for what he's trying to do he's right to try and do it it just carries no weight i hear you like if i'm a player i'm like dude what why yeah you're not good <laughs> like seriously you're just not that good yeah it's sad yeah it's sad but nothing nothing that gerson rosas tried to do for 2021 has worked. All right. Right? A, yep. Nothing's worked. I have a statement for you because it's uh, semi-breaking news. Oh, down nice. Here on Mackie and Judd. Uh, do I have a breaking news sounder available as I 
try. Here we go. I got one. I got one. Okay. I, got one. I was going to say, I found it. I found it for you. Breaking news statement as we're really recording this at 11.05 on a Monday. Minnesota Wild goaltender Alex Stalock. He has been claimed by the Edmonton Oilers, so the South St. Paul native. Oh, they is did being claim claimed. him. Oh, I thought a, a Canadian team wouldn't claim him because of the because of the time COVID that you protocols. have to go into COVID yep. uh, protocols. Yeah. So Edmonton claims Alex Stalock. Mm. This gives the Wild some salary cap relief. They they get about four hundred. They almost get five hundred k cleared in, in salary cap relief. Edmonton has been looking for a goaltender forever. Um, and Alex Stalock with is being buried right now with Capo playing very well, Cam Talbot playing well. No surprise. Um, and look, Al had was dealing with some health stuff, I believe, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, wish him the best. I hope he's able to find success in Edmonton. But my uh, my breaking news statement: Alex Stalock, the uh, South St. Paul native, who filled in admirably last season, by the way. Yes, he did a nice um, and a gr- and by the way, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yes, one of the nicest guys. Very good dude. Also, he uh, he would like to be a, a six. He, he's a six player on the ice for you. He can literally move the puck. Probably as good as any goaltender in the league. Interesting. So Alex Stalock heading to Edmonton. So they, they've got Koskinen and Mike Smith. And and Smith was hurt to start the season. And so Koskinen basically played every night. Yeah. And he is not geared to play every night. I mean, that's a tough, that, that's a tall task for, for an elite goal, goalie, especially with the schedule the teams are playing now. Yep. So that is intriguing. And so he, I believe because of what you mentioned with the protocols, I think he has to sit out now for, Stalock has to sit for two more weeks in Edmonton. Um, but, uh, actually that leads to, to perfectly dovetails a final statement from me. Okay. Hit me. So the goal in signing Staylock originally when it was done two years ago now, is that right? Year and a half ago. Anyway, the goal was to have him be the goaltender that was exposed in the expansion draft. Yeah. Which is now going to be July of 2021 Mm -hmm. to the Kraken. Mm -hmm. Great name. Um, that has changed dramatically. And my statement is this. Okay. The Wild is going to need to make Kapokakin and the goalie they protect in the expansion draft with Seattle, not Cam Talbot. And here's why. I think of their goaltender choices from around the league that they almost certainly won't take Talbot. I don't think. If Kakinen is available, he is a really, he's showing a lot, young goaltender. I think they take him quite possibly. Yeah. And so, so I now have shifted from, despite the fact that Talbot is going to be considered your top goaltender, I actually protect Capo based on what I think Seattle would do, and I expose Cam Talbot because you can only protect one goaltender. Okay, but and not to poo-poo it, mm-hmm. but I think because he's only a first and second year player, I believe he's exempt. I don't think he, he even can be exposed. Uh, no, I actually looked that up. Did he it, can be, yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes. he can be exposed. He can be exposed and has to be. And so the problem, the problem there is, I think it it might be tempting. Yeah. And I don't know because they're they're going to have their choice of some pretty good, not great, but good goalies, goalies. potentially. Yes. Um. Well, hell, they they could take uh, Flurry possibly too. Mm-hmm. And put him on an expansion team for the second time in his I, career. I think, I think he's. Uh, our, but our, anyway, my yeah, point is, go for it. with the way the Cockinans played, yep. I protect him now. I really like him. Yeah, I like him, and I think he's improving. I think uh, I think he's a very solid, solid goaltender. And, and look, last year he showed flashes. He was the AHL goalie of the year, and there were some scouts say, "Well, he's good." I don't think he's a number one. That's what a lot of scouts said going into the season. Yes, 
And look, that might still be true. He might not be a true number one, but I can tell you right now, he looks damn comfortable. And goalies is a crapshoot, people. Goalies, it, it projecting. Look at Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper was an absolute mess here. You know why? Because he was young. He was thrown into the fire. He wasn't ready. And now, Darcy Kemper, maybe a fringe top 10 goalie in the NHL right now. Um, it takes time for these guys. Yes. And Talbot, <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm glad he looked He looked great on Friday. Uh, our our friend of the show, Patrick Donnelly, cursed him not getting that damn shutout. Patrick, if you're listening, I'm still blaming you. Uh, at the same time, Patrick's Talbot, old Talbot's like me. Good. He doesn't care yeah. about those stupid don't good mention him, the shutout rules. Good for him, by the way. I, like, I, I, I'm just busting his chops a little bit, but at the same time, um, I think that's excellent. So, yes, Talbot, Capo. I think at this point you have to because Talbot's up there in age. Also, the salary cap. You have to figure out how you're going to free up some free up some cap to uh, to make some hay. Stay a lot gone, huh? Oilers, very cold Oilers. up there. Very, very Edmonton, cold, just like here. God. Yeah. All right, we're done. Uh, Phil will be back uh, for Tuesday's show. We, uh, I'm sure, will have more to discuss his thoughts also as we delve into, by the way, as the week progresses, more and more Twins discussion because you're not going to get better Twins coverage anywhere else. We are going to provide you with plenty of Twins um, reckless speculation as well. He is executive producer Declan Goff. Okay. I am Judd Zolgad. We'll talk to you soon. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.